Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com, part of the Jittery Monkey family of podcasts. Before we get to uh, this week's episode, let me give a shout out to uh, our, our podcasting friends over at Jittery Monkey. Of course, uh, uh, we have My One Two Three Cents, the podcast. It is a pro wrestling podcast by pro wrestling fan and ring announcer Kevin Huntsberger in Southern Illinois. He talks uh, about uh, local promotions in his area, but also touches on big stuff. His head. WWE uh, current active roster members as well as Hall of Famers on his show in the past and uh, all around good dude with great content. There's Chad Smart at Positive Cynicism who has a different themed uh, episode every week of the month. Make sure you check out his latest episode. Uh, he titled it Sequelitis but really it could be Franchiseitis. talks about Hollywood and their inability to come up with anything new and why that is. Why we get so many sequels and reboots and everything that's franchised? Well, because they're familiar names and properties, and that's what studios are comfortable with. So check that out. And then there's my other show. In fact, I just got done recording the latest episode. It dropped about 20 minutes ago on iTunes, and it is called Nerds United. And in this particular episode, I'm talking with an independent comic book creator by the name of David Gordon, Fantastic uh, gentlemen, great conversation. And so we're going to see how long the voice lasts tonight. It's 10.30, it's Saturday, and, and my uh, guest and friend this time around, Hoss, our, our good friend Hoss Reuter, his sister is getting married, or got married today, so Hoss is uh, probably drunk on Coors Banquet. I'm not going to lie, I could see it happening. Uh, so uh, we are joined, I say we, it's always we, it's me. I'm joined, uh, filling in for Haas is Patrick Gerhardt. Patrick, welcome back to the show. It hasn't been that long. How are you doing? Good, good. It's good to be back. No, it wasn't that long. I think it was just late July when I was last on here. But yeah, no, things are going well. And I uh, apologize for keeping you up late. As I said, it's 1030 on Saturday. So I, I know that sleep is in the near future. Um, and I apologize for for keeping you on uh, on the hook, on the hook, as, as I was wrapping up my other show uh you're 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 a gentleman and a scholar and i appreciate you oh not a problem um definitely not a gentleman or scholar but uh no i'm I'm actually become quite used to staying up late as of as of the last few months so i'd be up right now anyway but yeah no happy to do this yeah how's, how's that last few months thing going for you um good just rescheduling i used to be a morning person uh, and now I've shifted towards more night with uh, the toddler and whatnot. So, yeah, I went from waking up at, you know, 3.30, 4 a.m. to go to the gym to uh, going down to my basement to my homemade gym and uh, lifting at like 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. So, yeah, there's been some adjustments. <laughs> you know what you need? You need a job where you're essentially lifting 45 to 50-pound jugs of water hundreds of times a day, five days a week that's what you need it has helped yeah. me get in phenomenal shape 
I was going to say, yeah, you don't need the gym. No, I don't. <laughs> and, and believe me, that's the joke. Every office I go into when I'm carrying a jug in each hand, oh, I guess you don't really need to go to the gym, do you? I said, no, I don't. Thanks for pointing that out. Here's your water. No, I don't. I, I, I say, yep, yeah, this is my workout, and then I go home and chase my toddler around, and that's my cardio. So, Yeah, no kidding. That's, that's 100% true. Well, let's get to it. As we are recording this on Saturday night, we have the benefit of looking with hindsight at the 2018 Fan Day for Nebraska football. And uh, by all accounts, it was another success as they were lining up last night, if I remember correctly, or, or Friday night. Uh, I, you know, I saw a picture uh, that was shared in the Slack room because uh, our, our friend Evan was considering going to Fan Day today and was joking and saying, what time do you think I need to get there? And everybody was giving him a hard time says depends on if you want to see scott frost you probably need to be there at 3 a.m people were lined up last night for today's fan day i don't know if that happens at any other college in the country uh not outside maybe the south <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It, it's I, I i could see bama doing it I, you, do you think there's a world i'm trying to think of do you think i'm seeing USC or UCLA, there's too much going on in that area. Um, Oregon, do you think Oregon fans at their height would have would have been doing anything like this? I mean, I not to this extent. And, and to that, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure most teams have like an introductory or fan day or something like that, a fan access. I, I don't know. I mean, Nebraska is the only team I care about, so honestly, they're the only team I follow. Um, and that that's horrible for me to say, but. I don't. I don't know if there's any Texas, maybe at their height. I mean, I, I, maybe Oklahoma. Okay, I could give you that. I, I, not, not to get down a rabbit hole, but maybe, um, maybe Ohio State. Ooh, not that yeah. we want to talk too much about Ohio State right now, but <laughs> everybody else in the in the sports media world is. Uh, we'll let oh, them handle those conversations. Yeah. Uh, I just it, it that story is just getting more and more bizarre uh, every day. It's getting weird. Um, yeah, and somehow uh, slimy Urban's gonna gonna you know still be on the sideline this fall. I just got a feeling. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to Fan Day. Yeah, back to Fan Day. <laughs> so people were out early, uh, and by all accounts, like I haven't seen uh, all, all the reports and everything, but uh, I did see about a twenty foot tall Herbie Husker, which terrified the living hell out of me. Yeah, that, that was a little creepy. That was a little creepy. I one of the numbers I saw on it was, I think just shy of five hundred people got to meet Scott Frost and get his autograph, which is pretty cool. And that's and oh go. I mean, is that is that a normal number? Like, I don't know how many people would have been around, in, you know, like uh, for you know, like the Bo Pelini years and things like that. I mean, is five hundred a good number? Or is that just five hundred that that? that made it through that particular line that waited for that particular line. Well, I've got a feeling he only did it for probably a handful of hours. You know, if you look at, let's say three hours and you saw 500 people and actually, at least from what I saw online, it sounded like he was not only meeting them, but talking to them, asking them, you know, about them, you know, where they're from and stuff like that. So I'm guessing, you know, with all that chit chat in between 500 is probably a pretty good clip, you know, but but certainly there were more than five hundred people at the event. I mean, oh yeah, I'm sure. I think there's several thousand. Okay, yeah. All right. But uh, but for Scott Frost alone, I mean, those people were they probably walked away with just Scott Frost's you know signature. 
for a lot of those people. So who knows? And can, can I just talk briefly uh, about my most, my biggest takeaway of uh, of the day, and that's uh, Mario Verduzco and his <laughs> "Don't Give a Crap" uh, cigar. That was beautiful. That was. It, oh. If you're not on, go on. It's got to be on Facebook by now. It was on Twitter earlier, but it's him signing an autograph, and he's just got this big honking unlit cigar hanging out of his mouth, and he's got his John Lennon sunglasses on. He he looks awesome. I I hope he retires in Nebraska, because and I hope he retires and he and he stays in Lincoln, so he just hangs out at the local establishments for the rest of the time, because he's just too cool. I saw. <laughs> Okay, so I saw the picture uh, initially, and I think, uh, yeah, I think the first person that posted it in the Slack was Keith, and from there, he, then somebody put like, I'm going to put this as uh, C underscore underscore Lee. I want to give credit where it's due, and he tweets, "Does no one else see this?" hashtag Bernie, and uh, and, and they're drawing parallels to. Uh, uh, Coach Verduzco and uh, Bernie from Weekend to Bernie's, and you know, you get, aside from the the you know lack of mustache, the sunglasses are spot on, and it's like okay, that's a, a little too eerie. So uh, good to you, C underscore underscore Lee. Um, we we are on board with with what you're uh, with what you're selling there, but yeah, it's um, Fan Day has has always been a big deal because. Because of the the way that Nebraska football, in, you know, in the state and in, in in the fans, how it is, for lack of a better term, worshipped. I mean, it is it's the game in town, you know. Um, and so to get again on a Saturday when people could probably be doing something else. I mean, I'm in Illinois. I was doing yard work. I mowed the grass this morning. It was 74 degrees. It was beautiful to mow the grass. Um, it, people taking time out of their lives to come out and just you know have an opportunity to see a Scott Frost or, uh, you know, to see a, a Stanley Morgan Jr. Or, or any of these players who are wearing the scarlet and cream and representing them. I mean, it's it's really something special. I agree. No, it's, uh, it, it's a special thing. I really didn't think much about it until probably the last 10 years or so. But the university has a pretty good handle on how to run it uh they change things up it seems like on how it's uh, operated every year but it just seems to kind of be getting better and better um i've never gone but the people i've talked to have gone is really have really enjoyed it i think it's really family friendly and um the players are great you know you hear nothing but good stories you see nothing but good pictures it's uh it's it's a really great way to start the season out and we're lucky we can do it the way the way it is and you know kind of to that and I mean, like I said, it's such a, a positive. I don't want to beat the dead horse or, or be too redundant, but I mean, it, it's it's positive. And and at a time when I want to say there's uncertainty, but you know, certainly after last season, when you were looking for a, a boost in morale, everything that's happened in the off season, Scott Frost hiring the the uh, the way the recruiting class ended last year, um, Scott Frost and his staff going between Lincoln. And Orlando, kind of doing double duty in December, winning the bowl game, having bringing that momentum with them, having a strong spring, uh, like we said, having a strong uh, signing day, 
having you know a good recruiting class so early in and in prep work for the 2018 season if you saw the the tweets and and the reports from btn the btn bus you know the big 10 network bus uh calling you know them saying that frost has the huskers practicing faster than any team that they have witnessed you know in the big 10 so far that's I mean, I, I, for whatever reason, the the phrase "strike while the iron is hot" it it seems in a it doesn't seem like it's the best phrase, but I mean th- this is this is the time where enthusiasm and excitement is. I mean, we're two weeks away from the first game, and it's at a fever pitch. I mean, th- this is this is the feeling that Huskers have been waiting for. I mean, honestly, we we get the feeling about this time every year but the last few years under Mike Riley were so I don't know so unenthusiastic uh, maybe you got to go back to Bo Pelini's first year you know trying to get the the, the Bill Callahan uh, stink for lack of a better term off of you and Bo was supposed to restore the order and so maybe it's maybe it's the first time since his first year where there's just been this much excitement no i agree and 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 that earlier the btn was there today is lucky the btn bus stopped by today uh the exact same day as fan day so there's a lot going on down in lincoln but um yeah if you follow it online uh like uh gary denardo had some really good tweets uh, one you know, as you said he said do you get start to practice tempo as fast as i've seen uh, the only thing same about today's practice since we've covered Nebraska is the colors of the uniforms. That's that's huge. Um, the transition looks like last year's drastic change at Purdue. Uh, the, these are pretty pretty glowing, especially from a guy like Donardo, who who kind of calls a spade a spade. Uh, I've followed, I think, most of these bus stops, or at least the highlights over the past few years since Nebraska joined the Big Ten and. You know, th- there were years where, like, you know, how's the offense look? Well, we've never seen anything like it. Or, you know, that was back <laughs> when, you know, Martinez was there. And, you know, stuff like, well, you know, th- they're definitely passing more. Or, you know, well, the running backs kind of look good. It was kind of random compliments. Um, nothing like this, you know. Uh, th- you know, just following along long all day, it sounds like, you know, this is a totally brand-new team. A lot of what we've heard coming out of the coaches – um, and people close to the program are true. It's not just a culture change, but that culture is also changing how they play and how they're getting at it. It sounds like the lines, uh, I can't remember who it was uh, online today, stated that the line uh, is up there with, like, uh, I, can't, I want to say it was like Michigan State's, Wisconsin, you know, I think Wisconsin, Ohio State's number, you know, the top ones. And then, But this is up along with, you know, Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, in terms of how the line play is, is looking right now in practice. So, I mean, th- those are some pretty glowing things from, from some people who, you know, aren't, aren't exactly going to, you know, paint everything rosy. And if they do, you can kind of see through it. So it's, it sounds like, at least from the outsiders looking in, that this is definitely an improved team. Um, I, I, you know, just reading some of the stuff I've read today makes me kind of rethink how I'm looking at how Nebraska honestly might actually play. You know, I, I was still a little optimistic in terms of, you know, we're still returning. You know, we've got good talent, but there's not that much depth. We got new offense. We got new coaches. There's 
lots of variables people kind of forget before the season starts on what can really affect a football team. But it's it sounds like, you know, Scott's got this thing running for the most part. I've made the comment before, and I'm really interested to see, especially as the year goes on and, you know, game film uh, you know stacks up. But I keep going back to, you know, the fifth-year seniors, uh, maybe the guys who had a, a medical hardship, you know, things like that on the defensive side. This is their fourth defensive coordinator because th- these are guys who've been here since, you know, Pellini was still the head coach. And they went through the – you know the the banker years and the um, Diaco year, and now where they're at and, and what they are going to be expected to do is and and apparently I from all the reports that I've seen, it's just that this coaching staff is molding the clay. I'm, I'm going to use that uh, reference, but they're getting so much more out of the clay than the previous staff. You know, same same piece of clay, but they're just shaping it so much more and doing so much more with it that you know. Again, I don't I don't regret the Riley years because I don't know if Frost was ready, you know, for this to be his head first head coaching job. And I'm glad that he had the success at UCF. It gave him that jump start to come back home. But man, you just see the difference in you know from from uh, strength and conditioning, and of course the 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 diet, the dietary and nutrition side of it, to everything that's going on in practice. Just watching some of these videos, uh, you know, I was watching one today of uh, Troy Walters, and he's out there, I think largely with the wide receivers, and he's getting in there. He's you know got the pads on, like the arm pads and things like that, and he's helping these receivers with their technique with their you know uh, um, tackle break or your tackle disrupt uh, you know technique things like that probably not the right words but you know just getting out there and that's a young coaching staff who can be active on the field in practice not just someone for lack of a better term uh, barking from the sideline I don't I don't think that that's something we with the exception of maybe a, a Williams and Williams. I don't really know if we ever saw anything like that in the Riley era of you know coaches getting out there and and again maybe we did maybe maybe it happened and maybe no cameras caught it you know things like that I, I can't speak to that. Um, I just think that it's it's a different type of energy and it's a different type of practice and I'm excited. Like I said, we're two weeks away from Husker football and there's no place that I'd rather be aside you know from Lincoln uh then at my house at my house on my couch watching that game against the Zips because and and Andy by the way Andy Ketterson put out a phenomenal article on coordination this week uh about Akron Zips being the top uh sports team uh in in the state of Ohio at the moment everybody needs to go out of their way to to track that one down on coordination.com but when you when you see these reports, see these videos, and you see this coaching staff and how it interacts, you've got to get that same type of feeling in your mind that th- this is this is an elevated Nebraska football program from what it was last year. This is a team that they're going to 
do get more production out of the same same players that they had, you know, a, a year ago. And it's not just because the players are a year older, a year more mature. It's just that the coaches are doing the work. No, I agree. And I think a lot of it comes down to, well, just backtrack, previous coaching regimes. I think there were some good coaches in there, but I, I don't think there was the unific- there was not the unity from top going down that I think we're seeing now with Scott Frost that we've heard from day one and we're actually seeing it implemented. Um, everybody on the same page. And as coaches, I think that helps out, whether you're a running back coach or a cornerback coach. If everybody's on, on the same page, you push that onto the players and then they take it and run with it. So I think I think that's a lot a, a, a lot to do with it. Um, you mentioned University of Akron. Did you hear what they did this week? No. They dropped... 19% of their degrees. I think it's like 80 degree tracks were dropped this week. Yeah, and I think they're building a uh, like gaming building. Oh, gosh. Like a video gaming building? I think so. It, can, I, can, I, <laughs> can I old man here for a minute? Go for it. I'm going to catch hell for this. I, I know friends who are big into gaming, and when I was younger too, I mean, there was a time in my life where... My job dictated that I didn't have to be there until 12.30 or 1 in the afternoon when I was in afternoon DJ and in small market radio. There was no show prep. I mean, there could have been, and maybe maybe that's that's probably on me. I didn't do any show prep, and that's probably why I stalled out in my radio career, and here I am. Now, don't get me wrong. I love where I'm at. I love being a coordination and having this podcast network at jitterymonkey.com, but... There, because of uh, the work schedule being what it was, you know, I'd get buddies who would get off work at ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night, and you know, we would play Halo from eleven until four. So I get gaming at that, you know, to a degree. But holy cow, man! Like I, I was never the patient one. I was never the one who, like, yeah, let's. Uh, you know, I always wanted to play multiplayer or, you know, I, I was just I was not the patient kid who wanted to wait my turn. So the notion of watching somebody else play video games, like I, I think they just had a big thing. I think ESPN maybe even even aired like a uh, I don't even know the the game or but, you know, their streaming services, Twitch and whatnot. You can you can watch other people play video games. I just never understood it. I was like, man, give, give me the. I'm not good at video games, but I'd rather be active than, you know, just. I don't know, just watching. I don't know. That, that's me. I, I old manned it. I'm done. Uh, I don't play many video games anymore, and that's probably why. Uh, I read and I listen to podcasts and uh, sports talk radio and yell at the TV, yell at, you know, other drivers on the road. That's what I do. Yeah, end rant. <laughs> had to get that. Had, had had to let you know that I was done there. Um, no, that's fine. That's fine. So, so Akron is going to come in now, and I don't know. That unfortunately, Akron does not have an SB Nation page. So, like, if I want to talk to anybody, I have to go, I guess, through the Mac uh, SB Nation page, which I'm not opposed to doing. But what Haas and I are, are wanting to try to do this football season is in the, in a day or two before the game is talk to somebody from that SB Nation site, uh, you know, be it uh, the Champagne Room, if it's Illinois or, or you know, whomever, and, and talk to somebody from, from their site and get a little preview. and Ask and, them how, how depressed they are in Champagne. 
Oh, they're very. They're not drinking champagne. They're they're drinking uh, uh like Knotts Farm. Wait, no, that's berries. Um, what what's the cheap what's the cheap wine? See, I, I never Boone's drink. Farm. Boone's Farm. I was close. There was a farm involved. Uh, it's like it's late. <laughs> I don't have any excuse. Knotts. Farm. Yeah, they don't even have basketball to look forward to this year. I don't think. They, they don't have it to look forward to. They'll have it, but nobody's going to be looking forward to it. No. Uh, oh, but, yeah. uh, uh, you know, that that's our plan, and, and to do a little preview with them. But I don't know. It's just I'm not saying Akron's a bad team. I'm not saying Troy's a bad team. Troy has, you know, that has that upset-mindedness. Uh, they got know, a good coach. And they do. And They got a really good head coach. So anything can happen. Uh, I've seen a, I, and heard a lot of um, – uh, what's the word? What's the word, Patrick? Say it again. Predictions. I've heard a lot of predictions oh, okay. as far as what uh, what you know people various people think the Huskers are going to do this year. I think Haas said anything over seven and five is gravy. Um, I think. What do you I, think? What do you think again? I'm sorry. I, I, I haven't even made a prediction yet. That's the thing. I, I think I'm waiting okay. till uh, wait until that in Akron week. You know, and to to put my prediction out there. It's. We'll probably have an article on it. Everybody in coordination putting their predictions, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> it, along with the weekly previews, but but uh, it, it's there's a lot more optimism. I, I think is the word that I have for the the Husker football program now than I did even even a month ago. Even too much. It's amazing how the tide turned. I think when practices started and especially when you know we finally started getting some reports from practices because obviously that that it's a slow burn you know the anticipation builds and you got to get there and you got to get there and you got to get there we're not there yet you know we've got two weeks away but we're about to that point where you know we're we're about to be bouncing off the walls husker fans are because not only do we want to return of uh football we want a return of you know, high caliber football, and I do think that Scott Frost is going to be bringing that caliber of football to Lincoln, and I'm as excited for it as as anybody. So, it, this is you know coming from a guy who wasn't even a Husker fan the last time they were playing championship caliber football. So, what does that tell you? Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 going to be fun. It's it's exciting. Um, I think it. At the worst end, if Nebraska, you know, goes 500 or a little below in terms of wins, as long as we don't have the blowouts that we become accustomed to over the past 20 years, <laughs> I think most people would be pretty happy going into next season. Is there any game on the schedule that, as you look at it now, you think, Oh shit! We 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 need to buckle up for that one because we're going to get our teeth kicked in. I don't think there is. You know, I think up until about two weeks ago, I would have said maybe Ohio State. Yeah, and then the the shit hit the fan. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Let's say Urban doesn't come back, they're still going to be a good team. Uh, the 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 roster's stacked, and they've got some pretty good coaches in there to take over. Uh, without a major problem, but right now, honestly, yeah, I, I I don't see. I mean, there's a lot of losable games, that's for sure. This is a tough schedule, especially away. But 
Yeah, I, I, I don't see any blowouts. Whereas I think a year ago, we'd probably look and go, well, yep, Ohio State, probably a blowout. Penn State, Michigan. P- Penn State, well, no Penn State this year, but... Well. Um, yeah, I, I was saying, you know, with the previous staff looking sure. at this, you know, um, we, we'd be Michigan State. Heck, that's at home. That that may not be pretty. Um, Wisconsin, uh, you know, that, that could be ugly. Uh, Michigan, Michigan's going to have a really, really good defense this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I think it's hard to find right now. So, I'm so encouraged by one word that I keep hearing because I not to disparage any of the players uh, who've you know done the scarlet and cream over the last you know 15 however many years but one word that I have been looking I, I can't wait to see it in two weeks and I can't wait to see it every Saturday going forward uh, from there speed I think when I, I think it became a um, and, and understood that when Scott Frost was coming in, he was bringing, he, he was going to up the ante on speed, and that's what I'm really excited about because that is tough to defend, and it's tough to, I, I don't know, it's 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 a lot more natural than you know a lot of the other attributes that are on the field. I think you know I they say you can't you can't teach or can't coach speed, but at the same time. You know, I worked out in Shadron where every summer Don Beebe had a, a speed clinic at Shadron State College. So to an extent, I think you can do a little bit for it. Um, I'm just so excited to watch, you know, the the, the J.D. Spielmans and the Tyjon Lindsays, uh, the Stanley Morgans who I've mentioned, um, you know, just see those guys on offense, you know, be it Adrian Martinez or Tristan Jebbia. Jebbia? Jebbia? I can never remember. Um, and then see the guys on the defense not just get to the ball but swarm to the ball and be that attacking defense that has been lacking. And and I want an attacking defense and a sure tackling defense, and I think we're going to have both of those. I mean, it'd be great if uh, if he can coach us up and build that speed up to where we can turn into one of those defenses. It'd be phenomenal. Uh, if that's the case, and all we need is depth, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last, last last little bit that we need there. Um, going back to that video uh, of Troy Walters, you know, in the I guess it's the Hawks Center, um, and they were he was working with the uh, wide receivers, and they were I guess doing a you know taking care of the ball type of drill where it was towards the end of the video. If anybody's watched the video, I th- I think they've seen it, but uh, you know it's the it's the rollover drill, except this time they have a ball, and I guess the job is to not fumble it as you're hitting the ground. And I uh, love that drill in football. And and I loved what he <laughs> said about I, I love what he said about the because he says you hold on to that ball because, it, and I, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, folks, so forgive me. I, I I watched it, but you know it's been a little bit of time since I've seen that video clip. But he you know hold on to that ball because he's like you're something about the to the effect of you're holding on to the hopes and dreams of of uh, all the fans, you know things like that. I'm like. Dude gets it, you know. Like I've never seen a coach or heard a coach talk like that in practice about like again, you know, you, you could be doing this for yourself, you could be doing it for your teammates, but there's 90 plus thousand people in that stadium that you got to go out and give it your all for them and and not be like the Alex uh 
Smith. No, that's not right, is it? Alex Lewis uh, of a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so go out and give it your – just little things like that, little uh, – you know, it, I'm, I'm – I'm a little torn between uh, Walters and, and Verduzco as to who my favorite assistant is now because uh, it's gonna, it's 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 that kind of passion. But man, it's tough to beat a good cigar, so I don't know. <laughs> That's true, uh, Mario. Yeah, and that drill you're speaking of, uh, it's uh, for those who who did it was monkey rolls. Okay, uh, uh, monkey rolls. Yeah, those things. Mm, yeah, Th- those were always fun, especially if you got in with some really fast guys. Because they would fly across, roll, and get up quicker than, let's say, if you weren't that fast. <laughs> I, uh, I, I did but not. if you, but if you get stuck with some big, big lineman who, after a while, gets tired, they'll land on top of you. Not ideal. No, no, it was fun. I'm not going to. I don't have to do them anymore, ever <laughs> again. <laughs> no, you don't want to go out there sometime in the backyard and just do some monkey rolls just for fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll go grab a couple of my neighbors. We'll, we'll go. We'll go see if we can pull it off for more than three seconds and. Somebody doesn't, you know, break a clavicle. You know what? I I would like to see that. You guys do it. Have have a, a wife or you know something like that uh, film it. We can put that on uh, the Five Heart Podcast Facebook page. Well, what what uh, last week when that one conditioning drill that Scott that that the Omaha World Herald wrote such an eloquent article on, and there was a little snippet. Um, of them doing it at the beginning of practice last week. It's like a seven minute drill or whatever. And it supposedly just kills you. Um, John, our, our fearful leader asked if one of us would, uh, you know, do that drill. And, uh, I think I, I think I told him I'd do it because I know my wife love to see me just eat it. So, um, <laughs> we could probably make something that do make, make that happen. Just do an entire year where uh, me and me and some other people go outside and do whatever the Husker football teams do in, in my backyard. You know what? I'm glad you said that because I was Man. almost I was almost going to say something stupid like the coordination staff works out like the Huskers, and that would have meant me. So I'm glad that you volunteered uh, to to you know you and the neighbors to to go out and, and do that. Plus, I have two dogs and. Uh, the backyard sometimes the crap do, the crap doesn't always get uh, picked up so i don't really want to be monkey rolling into some dog shit so uh uh so what else has been going on that i've been i've been out of the loop this week of uh, what else have i missed i mean we're not i know we haven't named a starting quarterback yet we won't until uh just before akron i'm imagining but no no starting quarterback probably won't for a while um you know, it sounds like it sounds, and it kind of looks from what the little videos I've seen online. Uh, Martinez is looking really good. Yeah, Re- like really good. Not as in you're not a freshman. <laughs> good, you know, because um, you you know every once in a while you get these freshmen coming in and you know highly touted, really great, and you can see sparks of goodness with them, but you can tell they're just not there yet. And Martinez looks like he's kind of there. <laughs> like I mean, he, he, he 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 could be very serviceable. Like like polished. I mean, or, or yeah, yeah. Like he's he's out there. He's he's behind center. He, he's reading field very well. He's not uh, he's not uh, giving away the play with his eyes as you know some quarterbacks do. Uh, his throwing motion's really good. I didn't watch the spring game, uh, so I didn't see him in action too much. But just from what a little I've seen online, he. Uh, 
he looks like he could be really good threat once he once he get things once he gets things going, uh, and our offensive line uh, turns out to block this year. That would help out greatly too. Well, that that's always a bonus, <laughs> and and it also goes to show the importance of that early enrolling because he he'd be on a different he wouldn't be the level he's at if he just started you know with the fall practices with the fall camp but the fact that he was here for all spring and got to use that of course as an opportunity to be in in the weight room and with this strength and conditioning program i mean he's almost you know, like retro freshman status. Uh, yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. And some guys, it takes a couple years to get through, but it seems like this guy all he needed was a, a semester and a summer to move forward. Um, it also sounds like uh, the running back stable's pretty solid right now. And I, th- I think Scott said that you know most games you're going to see three or four of those guys on the field. So you know, depending on what package they're going to do. Uh, what formation they're in, we could probably see, you know, most of our running backs see the field this year, which which is a nice thing because we've got quite a few. <laughs> and and uh, with Washington coming in, it sounds like uh, the competition is going to be pretty fierce. So, And that's, you know, I'm glad you brought up Maurice Washington because despite the fact that he was kind of a late arrival, uh, that's not what he's showing on the field. I mean, he's He's picked everything up, and he's playing at a high, you know, practicing, I should say, at a high level. Uh, that you know, as we were talking last week, is a good indication of you know the fact that he's probably going to get a fair share of, of opportunity this fall. I mean, that's you know, again, another true freshman. You, I'm not saying this is the ideal picture or the way it should be or anything like that. But you've got it, the potential. And I know some people have said, I think Haas in particular is tooting the horn of Greg Bell, saying, you know, if he has a great year, you can see him potentially, you know, in draft status next spring instead of, you know, in spring practice, things like that. Uh, But you potentially have a backfield of like a Martinez and a Washington for four years just getting better and more comfortable with each other probably because they'll be roommates because obviously uh just growing together as as an offensive backfield i mean that's that's a possibility and and it's you know something that you know should put the other big 10 teams on notice no i i fully agree you know you get those young guys going throw them in with our fairly young uh receivers that we've been bringing in develop those guys put some put a little bit more speed onto them and more importantly put on some more weight and muscle uh you, you're going to build depth and you're going to get a whole bunch of teams scared in nebraska again it's it would be huge if if what you said come true comes true which from the way it sounds it could be a much sooner than we realize you know instead of you know three or four years down the road it could be the next two it's really um you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think that's an understatement. I think I've beat that horse to death. Uh, it's just there's such a high. It, it feels like there's finally reason to believe again, and that sucks to say because it's also something that we said for several years. You know, and it seems like every year about this time, I'm just being real here. 
we always get our expectations up. I just feel like maybe this is the year. <laughs> probably said this every other year too, but this is the year where our hearts aren't broken, you know, to the tune of sixty-two to three or you know forty to ten lost to Iowa. You know, I I just feel a lot more confident going into the season than I think I have for a while. No, I I, I agree, and, and like I said, I mean, if if we can get rid of the blowouts. Uh, you know, th- that'd be a huge step forward. And God, I can't believe, you know, 20 years ago, I never thought, you know, 15, 10 years ago, I never thought I'd be saying that. But, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of positivity going into this year. I mean, there always is for every team. Um, every The first game year is the best day for every every fan across the country. After that, it, it varies greatly. But I, I think this year, you know, with, with Scott being back, the team, the success he's had historically over the last few years, not just at UCF but also at Oregon, mixed in with honestly the talent level that you know Mike Riley left here, which wasn't terrible at all. Um, as you said, it just wasn't molded well. Um, I I think putting all that together, you know, it's I think we're seeing for the first time a team that can actually play in the 21st century. You know, and it's not just a team that you know it's new. Uh, the offense is up to date. It's also a team that looks like could play in you know a big, dirty Big Ten, Big Ten West. Which the the Big Ten has always been, you know, line them up up front, big uglies, nose tackles, things like that, and you play against some premier defensive linemen you play against premier offensive linemen as well in this league that's why the amount of speed you know that we're having on both sides of the ball is really it it almost seems like at times we have you know like especially on the defensive side we have loads of hybrid players you know they're big and physical but also they got you know they can get a step on you so that that to me is is really encouraging um i don't I don't know what else you have uh, to, to pull from this week, Patrick. Like I said, we kind of threw this all together at the last <laughs> minute. Um, I have a couple. Volleyball. Of... Yes, we can talk about. Can talk much about volleyball. Volleyball is number two right now. Preseason poll. They had their scrimmage today. Uh, I think it went really well. Nebraska won. I think uh, eight thousand fans showed up for it. But um, no, nuts. it's a uh, volleyball team should be really great too. Uh, looking forward to that to start. I think the 24th is the first game. I could be wrong. But, uh, no, it should be another good year. And it sounds like another team like last year where it might start out a little rough, but uh, they, could, they should be getting better as the year goes on. I mean, that's always encouraging because that's the that's been the, the go-to team for Nebraska athletics for, you know, the last 10 We're years. We're a volleyball so. state. It is. I mean – we we're, were a volleyball state. <laughs> we, we were a football. We were a football state for a while, but uh, we were. But no, we're, we're volleyball. I give 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 respect where respect is due. Our volleyball teams carried carried our fandom for quite some time. Um, you got to get Ty back on here. He needs to talk about volleyball. Oh, I will have Ty on here. We yeah, will yeah, talk. Yeah. Try to get on. Yeah, yeah. At least at least a few times. He he does a really good job. Not just his writing, but he's also good on the podcast too. Uh, the, the, I'll tell him you said that. Yeah, go for it. Because he'll, he'll appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we're going to keep it relatively short uh, this week. Hopefully, I think next week 
because we only have two weeks until the first game. So I think next week we're going to talk to our fearless leader, John Johnston. And then if all goes well, we'll have someone representing the MAC conference on uh, on SB Nation joining us to preview the Akron Zips game. want to touch on a few things from social media. Of course, Haas and I have said repeatedly, well, Haas has said repeatedly, 2022 is when the Huskers will compete for a national championship. He said, we'll be down there in New Orleans. Uh, our friend Andrew corrected us on Twitter. Uh, he says, per Wikipedia, and I actually, it, not that I didn't believe you, Andrew, but I, I did uh, uh, double-check this through uh, other sources as well. Playoff national championship sites, 2020 is going to be the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. Host for the 2021 through 2024 games were announced last fall. In 2021, it's the Hard Rock Stadium in, in Miami Gardens, Florida. In 2022, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Uh, I guess Andrew lives in that area. He says one and a half hours from home. We'll be there for sure. Go Big Red. That's what he said in regards to uh, Haas had got me all excited for New Orleans. I'd never been. And unless unless the Huskers do something two years early, I might never get to New Orleans. But uh, also, Cole Stewart, we talked about uh, sandwich places last week, and he says that North Platte still has a Quiznos. So we appreciate uh, the interaction on social media remember that you can find the show on twitter at the number five heart podcast that is the number five uh i'm not going to repeat it again and then on on uh, facebook you spell out the five then it's five heart podcast so um patrick i appreciate you you uh join me i know it's late we've we've been talking for uh, uh enough about 45 minutes can you believe that 45 minutes of of fan day and and a couple other little things that we were able to stretch out we're good we're able to create content where there ought not be content what does that say about us uh, it probably says Let's that we be need, honest. probably <laughs> says we need some sleep uh <laughs> which as soon as i get to this show uh processed produced and ready to get published that's where i'm heading uh patrick i appreciate your uh, time this evening hopefully you're able to get some sleep as well uh your toddler's asleep by now Oh yeah, nope. He finally went down at ten o'clock. Yeah, I, you know, and and a peek behind the curtain is I uh, I put my boy to bed about eight thirty before I sat down to record that other podcast, uh, Nerd United on the Jerry Monkey Podcast Network. If you like comic books, pop culture, Star Wars, other goodies, uh, and he was still he was fighting it till after nine o'clock. But luckily, uh, myself and my uh, previous guest uh, uh, on that show, we were able to talk long enough that my boy's asleep. We were uninterrupted for this Five Heart Podcast. So uh, for Patrick Gerhardt, for Haas Reuter, who is celebrating the uh, marrying away of his younger sister, who, by the way, just weeks ago uttered her first F-bomb, which I still think is hilarious because she's in her 20s. Um, My name is Greg Mahochko, reminding you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. Go Big Red. Win the damn offseason. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.